Good morning, and welcome to the Verbal Nonsense Podcast. I am Joel. And I'm Todd. And today we're going to discuss some uh, some fun stuff. Always Hopefully. fun stuff. Always. You want me to start? I'll right. start. You go for it. You got uh, anything you want to talk about before we start? <laughs> <laughs> you want to you, you want to talk about anything before we talk about anything? Talk about anything? Diving um, right into it, then I guess, unless you actually do have something. Oh, I got something right here. Oh, okay. You know me and my. His, historical stories. Oh no, I was, I, I was saying I, like anything very, just in general. I didn't know we were diving right in. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I too am ready, but go ahead. I'm going to talk about the Chinese general who tricked an enemy into supplying him with arrows. Ooh. Uh, Zhu Zhu Lang. I don't. I'm probably butchering the hell out of that. Zhu Lang was, was a wily chancer. <laughs> Chancellor and military strategist during China's Three Kingdoms period. I love that game. Exploit. Romancing <laughs> the free Three Kingdoms. It's you great. are interruptive. I know. Too much coffee. Go ahead. <laughs> Whose greatest exploit occurred in 208 during the buildup to a climactic battle between armies separated by the Yangtze River. Uh, he was maneuvered uh, into a position where he had to commit to himself to furnishing roughly 100,000 arrows uh, within a few days, a seemingly impossible task. After mulling it over, he gathered a flotilla of riverboats, lined them with bales of wet straw, and then instructed his crews in what to do with them. He waited for it to be fo a foggy night, quietly rowed them across the river, positioned them in a line close to the enemy camp. As a signal, his crew shattered the night silence by shouting, beating drums, clanging gongs, and just creating a crap ton of noise. Uh, the enemy camp awoke in a panic, convinced that they were facing a surprise attack, and they unleashed a storm of arrows at the boat's silhouettes that were at the edge of the fog, the arrows that were embedded in the bales of straw. Then his pincushion boats, groaning with the weight of more than 100,000 captured arrows, departed. Nice. That, that is, is brilliant. That is absolute brilliance. <laughs> we don't have arrows. Wait, I know how to get them. <laughs> Uh, anybody got any straw? <laughs> I got a plan. <laughs> oh man, that's some real eighteen type stuff there. That that's just that's perfect. Just, just that that perfect. is that is brilliant though. You know, uh, that's definitely one for the history books. I bet that he knew at that moment that almost two thousand years from then we'd still be talking about it. I mean, that that plan right there is genius. That's when you know you have done something that has changed the world. <laughs> That's probably why they invented guns. They didn't want that happening again. Like, we need our, to stop that. Archers are like, uh, should we fire? And they're like, we're wanting to make sure there's no bales of hay down there. Okay. You hit a bale of hay, you're getting flogged. That's all there is to it. I, I wonder if they even knew what happened because it was so foggy. They, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they knew the next morning when they were pulling their own arrows out of their men. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, it's like how they get all these arrows. Oh, shit. wait, these are ours. Oh no. <laughs> oh, we got duped. That's crazy. That is. That was a good one. I mean, how, um, man, how, how do you, how do you come up with that? <laughs> so crazy it might work. Oh my goodness. Well, I guess it's, uh, why he was a military strategist. But, yeah. Dude was clever. <laughs> oh my goodness. That right. was a master genius. I wonder what kind of boats they had. You're going to look that up at Bass Pro? <laughs> no, I'm um, actually just going to... I'm just curious. Cause, I mean, I, you know, I know the Chinese were ahead of their time, pretty more or less, in all their technology for there for a while. But, um, man, it's like... Did you say that was 200 AD? I mean, that's... 
I don't know. I mean, you know, the Romans had battleships of, you know, cannons and stuff, I guess. I don't know. The there way, we go. The way some of my friends like to talk about the Romans. They have uh, laser guided sure. missiles and stuff. How about that? Hmm. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's a, a depiction of what they were using. Wow. That's some risky business. <laughs> that is some real risky business there. Yeah, they were just using flotilla. There's a dragon in the back. Why didn't they just ask the dragon to get the arrows? <laughs> I wonder what filter they used on that camera. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Man. I'm just being silly <laughs> now. <laughs> it's allowed. I know it. This is the Verbal Nonsense Podcast. It sure is. And uh, interestingly enough... Um, 66% of the stories that I have picked for this episode are also from China. I uh, know. Yeah. Coincidence? Yes. I don't know. Yes, it was. Because I don't know what he's talking about, and he doesn't know what I'm talking about. And nine times out of ten, I don't know what I'm talking about. But in uh, Gaiyang County in China, a 51-year-old woman who absolutely adores uh, not only alternative but unconventional medicine um got it got a great idea and um decided to start injecting herself now when you're at the grocery store and you're like man i want some juice do you pick up that um that jug of juicy juice or whatever brand you love and think you know what i'm drinking this for my health how would it be more healthy well, as you ponder that, this woman decided to take a syringe and just go ahead and uh, pump it straight into her bloodstream. Oh, mainlining and, juicy mm, juice. That can't be healthy at all. Yeah, well, you know, um, she thought it was a great idea. She thought it was an excellent idea. I, it doesn't actually state what kind of fruit juice. I'm going to assume that she had various different fruit juices for various different elements that she was trying to treat here as most unconventional medicine people do um i'm guessing who knows i don't know maybe she had jaundice or was like ah, i'm gonna get you know you fight poison with poison so we'll fight orange with orange and just you know started pump herself full of orange juice and you know different varicose veins i imagine use like you know concord grape juice um <laughs> You know, just try just citric to acid think. in your bloodstream. That's awesome. Well, you know, it doesn't actually say that she was injecting it directly into her bloodstream. That's just my assumption. She might was have just been pump? tossing it into. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the best kind. That's the best orange juice. I like the that's extra. That's an important pulp. question. Are you pumping in that pulp or what? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually a big fan of the uh, extra pulp orange juice. I nice. like the pulp more than the juice. Be honest with you. I typically filter it and then throw the juice away and just eat the pulp because I like the juice-soaked pulp. Mm, pulp. I don't know. But regardless, um, she was started to run a fever and she had a bit of a, some skin irritation. Imagine so that. I don't know whether she let it ride or went to the doctor, but um, in the intensive care where she eventually ended up, um, she not only had, you know, some allergic reactions but she also had liver heart kidney and lung damage oh doesn't state how long she had been doing this the um article more or less kind of makes it sound like this was a one-time thing um but you know in reality she's crazy anyway i mean alternative medicines i get but when you start labeling them unconventional, that's where you're just getting crazy. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, there are people who are down the groundwork on this medicine thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying that pharmaceutical companies a hundred percent have our best interest in mind. Um, but there's, there's a time and a place for everything, you know, if you got but a headache, with, 
you can't even with natural of, medicine yeah. the, the groundwork has been done. yeah that's true you know, yeah. people know what works and what doesn't work yeah there's there's books people have been burned at the stake for knowing what works in the past and they just kind of said whoops maybe that witch was right and you know and those are common things that we do today and uh but no that, that this woman this woman was just like man this thing right here says that lettuce is good for my skin and i and i found this lettuce juice at my favorite unconventional medicine mart uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and shoot it up i'm curious if like if it was like a true like 1970s movie heroin experience or did she just turn herself into a giant lettuce wrap <laughs> i you like lettuce wrap where they do the turkey yeah wrap instead yeah, those of are the delicious wrap. yeah lettuce. yeah i like the lettuce wraps i just feel weird ordering them because you know even sonic has like the um the carb-free alternative where you can basically get the burger without the bun and it's like a hard lettuce wrap. That looks delicious to me, but I don't dare order it. You don't want to be an outcast? You're like sitting there and you're like, um, I, I would like the, the carb-free double bacon <laughs> burger with ah. extra mayonnaise and double ah. bacon. <laughs> You know, how do you even remotely sound like you're thinking about your body ordering something like that? <laughs> like, look at this idiot. All right, I'd like, first a, of all, I'd like a first Diet of all, Coke. You're at a fast food restaurant. You don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> that, that's what always gets me is when you, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get the, the, you know, the, the healthy option. I'm gonna yeah, go I'm going to get the salad, you know. If you're the at Mc, McDonald's, the Burger McDonald's King salad. With like loaded with added sugar to supposedly fresh vegetables. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like if you're going to these places on a daily basis, you have already thrown your health out. <laughs> yeah, you really have. He, he Joel makes a valid point there. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fast? Yeah. Is it easy? Yeah. Um, your life will also be fast, and you will die hard. <laughs> I don't know. I've found that, um, you know, I've been taking time to actually cook more for myself rather than eating out here in the last month. Most of it has been for financial reasons, but, um, it's healthier. It's healthier and it gives you a break during the day to literally just focus on yourself. You are 100% focused on yourself while you're cooking food because that's something that you're doing. It's constructive and it is directly for you. And I think, you know, more people ought to, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of selfish, selfish, selfishness that, um, is justified. You know, if you find yourself in the need of thinking of others, then you probably should. And, um, you know, in the moments where you think of yourself, do it. Um, I mostly call it selfishness because I like to get really creative in the kitchen and make things that um, are kind of unorthodox, unconventional, and possibly considered alternative food. Uh, <laughs> Crazy person alert. <laughs> oh, uh, I, yeah, no, I will look at my leftovers and I will say, can I make a hamburger out of this? And it's something like, I don't know, it's like Chinese ramen I don't know with tofu or something you know it's like what can I do to this to make it a patty and put bacon and lettuce on it you know those are the things I like to do when I'm cooking alone it's like can I turn this into that let's try I think I've mentioned this burrito before you have mentioned this burrito yes that's that's a that's a lifelong classic um oh, it's like a I still to this day don't know where my father got this recipe. He said he was watching a cooking show. I'm going to tell you right now that he is lying. I've used that line eggs. before. But ham and eggs, spaghetti, delicious. Yeah. Oh, are you talking with actual marinara sauce, or is it just ham and eggs, spaghetti with like ham and eggs with in spaghetti noodles? Yes. Okay. And yeah. Eggs, bell I've, peppers, onions. Actually, cheese. I didn't. I I didn't have bell peppers, but yeah, definitely the cheese and onions are a must. I have made that before and I thought I created it. And when, um, I served it, 
I also said, uh, I saw this on TV somewhere. <laughs> I'm not well, even, I'm not no, even my, lying. My dad was an avid cooking show. Oh, actor. okay. Well, he, maybe it does exist. But, you know, yeah, we, he was a restaurant cook when he was younger. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he just couldn't remember if it was like Greek or Lithuanian or something like that. But oh, okay. the first time he made it, I was like, I am into this. Why have you not made this before? Well, that just goes to show there are no new ideas. But uh, when I talk about it, people look at me very strangely. Like, that sounds gross. I'm like, it's amazing. Don't know. I've had it. I've made uh, it. I thought I invented it. But truth be told. Several, yep. several people I've made it for all like it. I have not had one person say that they didn't like it. Well, what's not to like? It has everything. Yeah. Has everything. It does. <laughs> it's... it's got your pasta, eggs, ham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. I use yeah. Parmesan cheese. Do you? Yeah. Now that you say Parmesan, I bet feta, not feta, son of a gun. Yeah, feta. I think feta would be delicious in it. I think goat cheese would be delicious. You mm, like goat cheese? Yes, goat feta. Dried like out it. and crumbled up to look like Parmesan, and then when people eat it, and they're like, oh, that's not Parmesan. Yeah, I got you good, sucker. <laughs> Goat cheese is actually very delicious when used on the right uh, flavors. Right. Prank them so hard. Speaking of pranks, I got a, I got a, I got a story about pranks later, but you want to, you want to dip into something new? All right. Um, here we go. Colorado homeowner owed nothing after police SWAT shootout destroys his house. What? Yep. Um, I mean, he, he took this to federal court, too. Basically, uh, they were chasing a criminal who broke into the guy's house to hide out, and they had a shootout. Um, and then mind you, this guy's home was valued at $580,000. Oh, um, okay. And it was marked for demolition after a SWAT team used armored vehicles to breach the structure, deployed tear gas and explosives, and shot 40 millimeter rounds in an effort to drive the suspect out after he surrendered and shot at the officer. Um, basically, he broke into the house when no one was home to use it as a hideout. And uh, so he, he took he, he took it to court uh, to try and get, you know... Uh, money well yeah and uh federal court ruled against him what you know uh now the home insurance company paid him three hundred and forty five thousand for the damage but you know that, that, that doesn't do it yeah no. no i mean where are you gonna come up with the other you know they say it's a half million dollar home but when you start going like to build a half million dollar home i'm sure would be easier than rebuilding a half million dollar home which since it was slated for demolition after their shootout i imagine is what it would be yeah, between know. cleanup and removal and i mean that's extra cost cleanup removal you know you having to brace floors i'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's more than one story and if it's not i'm sorry but you know just the the well, two stories yeah. yeah the crap that you have to do to you know, support uh, the second floor while you replace beams or whatever that were blown out by mortar fire, you know, resupporting everything. And, and uh, they tore out every window. That or home will never be window. the same. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, judgment, nah. <laughs> they don't know you anything. That's wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, they could have just waited it out. You know, they could have put that dude in a room, in like in a hotel or something. When he came home, they could SWAT could have been like, no, 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 we got somebody inside. And, you know, it's basically like laying siege to a city. You know, you just surround them until they starve. You know, I don't know how much food that guy probably had. He probably had more food in his fridge than I have in mine. That guy might have lasted a couple of weeks, but eventually he would have surrendered. You know, yep. is that, uh, you know, it's a lot better than destroying someone's home. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all I've got to say about it. Uh, 
I don't know. We, we talk, you know, people talk about half million dollar homes and I hear it all the time. It's just like, ah, oh, he could afford it. I'm like, could he? The you attorney know. for the homeowner said it's a miracle insurance covered any of it in the first place. Insurance is for fires, floods. There's no police blow up my house insurance. No, there, unfortunately there isn't. I wonder if the same thing goes for life insurance though. Oh man. Uh, she added that a home next door suffered 70000 in damage and was not compensated by its insurance company. Wow. The court's decision said the police department and the city were not liable for damage caused to the property. The officers were acting in their lawful role to arrest the criminal suspect. You know how my job would change if I was one of those officers at this point? You ever watch Bad Boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I mean, it would be it would be like the Avengers every time I took a call. Collateral damage. Oh man, buildings would be just launching oh, to the sun. <laughs> I would, you know, just just from driving by, I would just multiple cocktails. The homeowner has plans to appeal uh, the Supreme Court. Yeah, I would definitely appeal to the Supreme Court. That is ridiculous. But so far, both state and federal have looked at it and ruled in favor of the police actions. That's insane. That you know, is I, insane. Okay, you know, I, there, there just comes to a point where, you know, just the financial responsibility of the department, it doesn't have to be individual officers. I'm not saying that the officers weren't doing their job, which clearly they keep trying to say, uh, they were just doing their job. They were just doing their job. It, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with just, you know, your officers, you're, you're there to protect the peace. You've removed the peace from this man's home, <laughs> you know, destroyed it to destroyed. the point where it's been damned. <laughs> yeah. You condemn a home and, you know, the insurance company, God bless them, you know, gave him, a, I don't know. Maybe like two thirds. Maybe. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, two thirds. And, you know, that that's awfully cool because apparently, you know, that the neighbor didn't get 75000 which I'm still fathomed. I don't know what kind of, I don't know. That, that's just crazy. That is just crazy. I hope he wins. I hope he wins in the Supreme Court. I do as well. That just you know that is horrible. The guy is now homeless because they were like, Yeah, we yeah. had a shootout at your house, tore it apart. And you know, and just uh, because he lives in a half million dollar home doesn't mean that that man isn't living paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you know we like to think that people who live in that lifestyle don't. But at the same time, he might have been one of the people from 2008, 2009 who bought a home he shouldn't have and still managed to somehow hang on to it. He might be in the black and debt forever. And, and properties out here are yeah. super cheap compared to like uh, New England. Oh, like yeah. uh, the first house my wife and I bought out here was like a little two bedroom. It was like 37000 or 34000 uh -huh. And that same house... Uh, I found one in Massachusetts, same age, same number of bedrooms, same lot size, and it was like 250000 300000 just for that little... So just because it's a $500,000 house doesn't mean it's a mansion by any... That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. And, you know, just like just like if you go to the northern... I don't know. There's a lot of nice properties here, too. But, I mean, the majority of them, yeah, you're right. They're, they're extremely cheap. Oh I mean, man, I wish it it's was. Like, uh, oh. It's like there's lots of families out there who had homes, they got it when they first got married, and then their grandparents, and they're still paying the mortgage on that house. <laughs> That's ri ridiculous. But... Yeah, they really rope you in on those long mortgages, but sometimes that's the only way you can afford a home. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. And then financial hardship, loan extensions, refinancing, blah, blah, blah. Yada, 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 they make it you, way too easy and too hard at the same time to get a loan for a home. Uh, yeah, nowadays it's like, oh, we'll give you the loan if you can already technically afford to have that much. Money. Yeah, like, if you can afford to I purchase the, the home, we'll loan you the money. 
I've run into that yeah. basic scenario. It's like, what? <laughs> if I could afford it, I wouldn't need the loan. Yeah, no kidding. They're like, oh, but you'll need extra money for inspectors and insurance. And I mean, okay, not really insurance, but the, like the closing costs, escrow costs, the, yeah. the other costs. And it's just like, you're literally just tacking on 20000 that I have to pay that won't even go to the home. You know, I think uh, last time I even roughly thought about buying a home, it was like, yeah, the inspector was going to be like five or $6,000. And I'm like, why am I paying for this? I'm thinking about buying the home. I'm not the dude selling it. You know, oh, it's just the way it's done. Uh, uh, now, when my wife and I bought our first home, it was actually the bank we were getting the loan from. They actually contacted and took care of the inspector. Oh, I need to go to that bank. <laughs> but apparently now, as the real estate agent told us, when it comes to inspectors, there's the, like, Pinto level, and then there's, like, the Mercedes level. Mm. I think mm. we got the Pinto on oh, our really? He just kind of, like, walked past and, like, that's a house. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, me my money. <laughs> but yeah, it's a house. And there were so many things we found after that were not on the inspection. It's like, oh, that would have been nice to know. No, oh, like yeah. what cracked foundations and stuff. Uh, uh, a so, leaking ceiling that was supposedly fixed that we couldn't find where the leak was coming in until it started to fall apart. Oh, brutal. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there, there it is, because now there's a gaping hole in my ceiling, and I can see <laughs> exactly where it's coming in. Ah, right there. <laughs> oh, look at that. The funny thing is, we searched, uh, my father and I, we searched that roof. We searched uh, where the gutters were, where all the trim was. We could not find where the water was getting in. And it turned there. out yeah. is that there was uh, a hole in the in the roof, and the hole in the shingles was angled in such a way that even when we got up on the roof, we couldn't see the hole. I got you. Yeah. 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 And, it happens. And, yeah. And when the sheetrock on the ceiling fell in, you'd see a little bit of light through the <laughs> shingles. Insane. And I was like, oh, hey, look. That's where it was coming in this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That was oh, a good experience. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move on. All right. I suppose. There's some New York Congress news. I was really flipping a coin earlier to fi figure out whether... <laughs> Joey Salads is still relevant news or not. Um, Joey Salads, of course, is the um, basically exiled YouTube prank star who um, did a lot of dumb pranks that were obviously staged. You know, he's um, you see his videos a lot on Facebook, but mostly posted by your more conservative people who don't know who Joey Salads is. Posting videos like, uh, why can white people not say the N-word? And here's me saying the N-word in Compton and stuff like that. You know, just just racist or sexist or... But, that the guy wore the sign, all lives matter and like... Yeah, the, that guy. That, that yeah. guy, he did one of those too. You know, and a lot of those like kissing strangers and it's just like obviously BS... All of his pranks are just every single one of them. None of them seemed real at all. I never spent a whole lot of time about it. I mostly watched videos of people talking about him who did their research for me. I appreciate Ooh. those channels a lot. Um, but anyway, he's running for Congress in New York. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah. uh, uh, I'm sure he has a lot of competition. Um, I, hope so. I hope so. By, you know, I don't know people who could actually probably do a better job, which I eat everyone. And I'm going to say that this um, Joshua Collins, uh, who is running against them, Joey Salads, incidentally, is 25 years old. I don't know what his full name is. Honestly, when I heard he was running for Congress, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like when Chris Rock said he was running for. Oh, my goodness. Chris Rock. Kid Rock. Excuse me. 
<laughs> I don't know how I messed that one up. When Kid Rock said that he was running for whatever it was he was running for, um, you know, just all these people who say they're running for things and it's just like a publicity stunt or, you know, a joke or whatever, and they just ride it for a couple months and they're like, yeah, nah, I wasn't really going to do that. I just wanted to sell some t-shirts. But Joey Salads, for the time, is making an actual run for Congress in New York against um, probably a bunch of people, like I was saying. But Joshua Collins is the one that's making the news against Joey, Joey Salads. Uh, Joshua Collins, he recently got a seven-day Twitter ban for saying... Uh, Joey Salads, and this isn't a quote, I looked at the tweet and I forgot it, but <laughs> I, I, I remember the gist of it. I can't recite it verbatim. I didn't get, get, it, get a tattoo across my midsection or anything like that, Aww. but, um, you know, I could get it like, you know, the, the, the whole rib cage quote tattoo, but it says, this is the guy who literally filmed himself urinating, um, this was in response from what people believe was uh, weeks of taunting from Joey Salads to Joshua Collins on Twitter. Joshua Collins says that, hey, I was just replying after being badgered for, you know, the last week by this, you know, fake prank star. And, um, but he, he got the, he got the seven, he got a seven day ban for slander. From Twitter, he says, "Yeah, Jill, he's um he's a self-identified socialist trucker who um is running for Congress as well. I'm guessing neither one of them have any sort of law degree. Um, I don't know. At least at least Joshua Collins has a degree from trucking school. Um, Joey Salads, I don't think he, I don't even." Yeah. I don't think he has a degree. I don't even think he could read a thermometer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he doesn't know. That guy's an idiot. But uh, Joshua Collins goes on to say that Twitter is literally letting, you know, conservatives and Nazis and KKK just run rampant and they could do whatever they want on Twitter and they're just like so right wing. And while people with common sense and progressives and things like that get banned for doing literally anything, you know, just logging in, they'll get a ban. You know, it's just, and honestly, Twitter, Twitter, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to talk about Donald Trump and his Twitter account in this. I'm not, I know that's exactly what you're like. Yeah, duh. But no, I'm not. But Joshua Collins has a point. Because, um, not, not, not really about conservatives, but, you know, racists and the KKK and Nazis and things of that nature, they do run rampant on Twitter. Yeah. They do, you know, and it is, um, it's weird because, you know, you'll see, um, you know, guys like David Duke, the leader of the KKK or whatever he calls himself now, we all know what he is doesn't matter what he lies about, but he can literally get on and comment things like, you know, you're a Jesus killing Jew or, you know, just say just ridiculously racist things, not even like relevant racism. You know, when I say relevant racism, I mean like racism that would kind of fit like today's world. <laughs> Where his racism is still back from like the 1800s, it's just like oh, you, you know his terms, and he and they're just they're just fluid, you know. It's just spewing out. It's like a it's like an open floodgate of racism from this guy and people who follow him, and they don't get banned. You know, yeah. I ran across him saying something about like killing the Pope or whatever, and anybody who believes in him and blah 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 blah. And I was just like, what what is this guy? Uh, click report. And I got a reply back that stating that Twitter says that they could not find anything wrong with the tweet and that it followed the guidelines of First Amendment protection. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's free speech to say that Catholics should go kill themselves. 
and but it's not free speech to literally point out that someone, someone made someone a video peeing. Yeah, I think it was like peeing in a cup and drinking it. I'm serious. Like I th- I'm oh. pretty sure Joey Salas has that video up somewhere. Because uh, <laughs> that will come against them in his campaign. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you decide to run for Congress? Especially as like a YouTuber who has done a lot of really sketchy things. I can just you know. see it now. What do you have to say against your opponent? Watch this video, please. <laughs> and yeah. then after the video plays, I have nothing else to say. You know, like hashtag me too. You know, he's got videos of like him just walking up to women and like kissing them and stuff like that. You know, technically any in any other world, that's sexual assault. Um, yep. Okay. No, it's not in, in any other world. Just here in America. Um, <laughs> but. But yeah, and it's just like, and of course, <clears throat> it's depicted that each one of them enjoyed it. You know, it's like, oh, I just got kissed on the mouth by a stranger. I love this. You know, it just gives a false representation of what women want. Sorry. Just saying that, I just, they can't even represent what they want. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> women themselves misrepresent what they want. Oh my just going to leave that over there, over here for now. I'm just going to move away. <laughs> you might want to scoot back. Uh, if you don't agree with me, please let us know in the comments section. I, I guarantee that's going to be the hottest comment section. So, Get them, ladies. Joel will be handling the comment section this week. I'll be on vacation. Shenanigans. Nope. But yeah, no, that's that's it. Josh Collins got a seven-day ban. The socialist trucker versus the supposedly conservative YouTuber running yeah. for New York City Congress. New York City, New York Congress. I wonder what district they're running. It's got to be like the crappiest district. I don't know. Does I, I'm a little rusty on my um, um, New England. Uh, geography but does new york border um pennsylvania yeah yes i'm gonna assume that it's that district i'm gonna assume it's on the pennsylvania just that's where that district's at it's on the pennsylvania border Um, i know it doesn't border florida so that would make sense though i actually had to think about my my last road trip up there i was like yeah 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 we passed I'd think about it, but I was in the car for like 18 hours, so I don't want to think about it. I don't remember it. That's all I've got about Joey Salads. I'm pretty sure he's not relevant in today's world anyway. I have another story from your favorite state, uh, Florida. That's not my favorite state. That's your favorite state. (laughs) Everyone knows that my favorite state is Rhode Island. Rhode Island? why because that's the first one that i could think of that wasn't florida (laughs) (laughs) at the moment florida woman files federal lawsuit to keep her emotional support chicken oh okay i'm cool (laughs) a woman in florida has filed a lot of federal lawsuit and hope four pet chickens which were prescribed to her to help cope with post-traumatic stress prescribed that's what it says four of them four of them Karen Moss of Fort Myers claims that Lee County authorities have violated the Federal Fair Housing Act by ordering her to rehouse her chickens within 30 days and pay a $285 fine. County authorities say Morris is violating zoning codes and could have to pay up uh, could have to pay $25 for every day she keeps the chickens around once the 30-day grace period is up. Why? How can you slap uh, a fine on chickens? Chickens are good people. Um, no, chickens are disgusting, but, you well, know. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, they're gross, but in all reality, I mean, it, you're like, uh, look, how much are we going to find her? I don't know, $25 uh, a day sounds fair. Speed between Morris, the county, and her local homeowners association has rolled on for more than a year. My psychiatrist provided them a letter to acknowledge that an emotional support animal is beneficial to somebody with mental health difficulties. But it's four. She says, I'm disappointed in the fact that those chickens 
live in my private home that I pay mortgage on and how people that don't live in my house that oh. aren't affected by these are so interested in being part of it. Wait a minute. So she owns that home. I was under the impression that this was happening because she was renting and the landlord was like, man, I'll screw you. You can't have chickens in my property. You know, that would make sense. But if that's her home that she's paying for, then she, who has the right to say what's in it? Yeah, they're not, uh, it's not stated here exactly what you should but I guess it's maybe having farm animals inside of the, residential. I think it's the homeowners association versus city coding. Yeah. Well, but, al aligned with city coding, and the homeowners association probably turned her in, saying this kooky lady with her four support chickens gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I understand uh, emotional support animals, but four. Yeah, I, four is aggressive. That I mean, honestly, they are more likely to support each other than you. You know, if you get like four support animals, that's a social circle that you are easily rejected from, especially when they're chickens. You know, they're like, oh, I love this person who gives me corn, but what are you doing today, Susie? I could actually understand what you're saying. We can interact. I'm sorry, if uh, you want to support animal, you need an animal that's completely 100% dependent on you. That just, to me, that's what it sounds like a support animal is. That loves you unconditionally because that's all they, that they rely on you 100%. That just, when I hear support animal, that's what I'm hearing is, I need someone in my life that depends on me forever. <laughs> you know, it, it just... And I could be wrong. That's just what I think of. It's like, it's, I don't know. Of course, there's love and affection there that helps, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Seems like a power trip to me, but I'm also not a big fan of owning pets. <sighs> I have a fish. So, a, Is single, that your emotional support fish? a single fish. No, and actually, I'm actually kind of upset at Mr. Glub Glub right now. I recently saw a video of some people up, I think it was either like the Black Sea or the Baltic or somewhere up north, somewhere icy and frosty, where they were actually playing catch with a whale. They were throwing a football. The whale went and got it, brings it back to the boat, and they threw it five, six, seven times. And I'm just like, you know what, Mr. Glub Glub, you really need to up your game because this is what a fish does. And you are garbage. Have you tried playing fetch with your fish? I've been trying to train my, my fish to let me pet it for probably the last five months. We are not there yet. I thought uh, touching the fish was supposed to be bad for it, that the, the, the oil from your skin uh, affected their scales. You know what? You can just... I'm not going to... Love <laughs> is not bad for your health. Okay. You don't... <laughs> You don't come in here with that science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't love me because it's it'll kill me. Shut up. I mean, that that's lies. Uh, How is it a support animal if I can't even touch it? You it's, said it wasn't a support animal. Well, you asked it. I uh, mean, it sounds to me like a fish could be. So, like, if a fish could be, then you should be allowed to touch it. Otherwise, you can just, like, post a picture of something and say, that's your support picture. Whenever you feel down, look at it. Because that's all a fish is if you can't touch it. Maybe. It's like, look at that. You know, my support television. If I need it to move around, maybe a picture isn't enough. Maybe it needs to move. So, I have enough. That's what I need. I need a doctor to prescribe me a 110-inch support TV. Have my health insurance pay for it. I need it. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to need a... Uh... I need a support sloth. So... Oh my goodness. Those are so cute. My wife has a severe obsession with sloths. I no, like I'm not even kidding. I like them. Uh, I, just, I don't really enjoy how they have, like, you know, algae and mold growing on them. 
it seems to me like touching a fish would be a little cleaner than actually hanging out with a sloth. Maybe. You know, I'm, I know the ones in captivity, they get washed and bathed daily, but the ones like in the wild, they're pretty disgusting. They're cute. Part of their camouflage. They're super cute. Well, yeah, you need camouflage. 100%. Especially when you move that slowly. I, I read an article that the um, sloths that die in the road, actually, more of them die from literally just cooking on the road than actually getting run over. Oh my goodness. Because, you know, of course, on all fours, they basically do a belly scoot and they don't really move very well. Where, yeah. like, in the hot sun, when they're crossing a road, which is pretty rare, but nine times out of ten, if you see one dead in the road, it was because it didn't get across the road fast enough. And yeah, the sad. road literally cooked it. It's pretty sad. I'm going to start. Sad. Yeah. Oh, sloths dying in roads. We should destroy all roads. Save the sloth. Save Cooling the sloth. roads. Yeah. We could have cooling roads. But anyway, that that's... What were you... Oh, chip, support chickens. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> God. I was like, how did we get here? We sidetracked. We took, we turned, we took the wrong turn at Albert. Oh, it was Just so there. bad. Oh, <laughs> man. So did you hear about this other woman in China who had a heart attack? I don't think so. <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah, that one. Okay. That Only one. out of the billions. Out of the billions. Only one had a heart attack. Oh, 36 oh, year old mother had a heart attack here last month from trying to explain math to her nine year old son. Oh, man. Um, he just didn't get it. And she got really frustrated to the point where she had a heart attack. I've got kids. I've tried to explain things and they're just like, no, I, I don't understand what you're saying, dad. And, um, stress level went right through. And I'm just like, how could you not get it? You know? And this is years ago. This isn't any time recent, but you know, when they were young, I, I honestly, th they weren't giving me that blank stare at nine, even, you know, that, I don't know. I, I hate to say that my children are smarter than a Chinese boy. That doesn't seem possible. But, you know, not because my children are dumb, but we're Americans. And, um, <laughs> I'm just, just stating facts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our education. Yeah. It's not what it should be. And, um, you know, they don't have corporal punishment here like they do in China. It's like, oh, you can't add? Well, <laughs> enjoy the coal mines. You know, they're like, oh, you, you can't do math? Well, don't worry about it. Don't even work on it. Here's a 50. You know, out here, uh, our education system is just this is what we're going to teach you math, English, history, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. In China, when you go to school, you don't just get education, they go through singing training, acrobatic training, actor training, like. All the yeah. way across the board. Well, that's, it teaches that's discipline. That's why Jackie Chan can do so many different things. Yeah. You know, and they're like, all right, give us your presentation. Okay, now in English. And you know. now, give us, now give us like, you know, uh, give yeah. us a dance routine while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah, balance these plates on this 10-foot stick. You know. While you're singing. While singing. And fidget spinning. And the last half year essay will be interpretive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, she, um, the son, unfortunately, um, did not understand what was going on. And uh, later, later said that, you know, I'm sorry I was having trouble. Uh, Mom was being a little erratic and I couldn't quite understand the concepts of what she was trying to tell me. And I uh, didn't really think she could have a heart attack from this. Um, doctors say that um, this happens a little more often in China than you might think. That um, parental frustration, come, you know, along with a poor diet, um, seems to be the number one reason for um, heart attacks of people under 40 in, in China. 
That, um, yeah. That, um, you know, and I could get it, you know, a, a Chinese parent saying, oh, my child doesn't understand math. Are you serious? You know, we, in, we invented it. To the, you know, I don't know. The hell, man. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Are you sure you're Chinese? You know. Are you mine? I know. I, I, I don't think you're, you know, sure you don't have a little American in you. Um, it's like finding out your child doesn't like people. Yeah, it's like finding out your China, your China, your child doesn't like peas on his pizza. You just like, oh, adoption. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, my baby was swapped. This ain't my child. Yeah, but yeah, no, this mother got got upset and um, had a heart attack. She lived, I think. I don't know. The article just kind of stopped from there. The boy might be an orphan now. I think. I don't know. He might not be. They didn't really get into that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's about it, really. Um, that's all I wrote down anyway. He didn't understand math. Mom almost died as a result of it. Mm. <laughs> uh, so. But anyway... I'm going to get into a story that's a little grim here, but... Oh, it's going to be our last one. All right. Grim. An, an elderly man died after falling into a lava tube on his property in Hilo, Hawaii. Shut the Please door. Sir. A lava tube? A lava tube. Uh, the victim's identification has not been released because his relatives have not yet been notified. <laughs> Big, Big Island Police. Big Island Police Force. Res <laughs> responded to the Kamana residents at about... Come on around the corner. Um, <laughs> they followed a report that the man had not been seen or heard from in several days. Um, and they soon located the elderly victim in a nearby lava tube. It appeared that he had fallen through a soft area of ground into the lava tube on his property. And dude, dude, what a bad way to go. The Hawaii Fire Department personnel repelled into the lava tube to recover the body of the victim, which was about 22 feet below the surface. Uh, lava tubes formed from lava that flowed for many hours, solidifying on top and the sides of the stream, but remaining liquid in the interior for a much longer period of time. Oh. After the lava flow stops, a lava tube cave remains, which can be large enough for people to walk through. Yeah, but there could be like, I think they fill up with gas and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. Well, 22 feet, that's a heck of a fall. Yeah, that's a rough fall, I'm not denying that. But surviving it, you know, down there, I'm pretty sure that there's like a real lack of oxygen and some other toxic fumes. That too, yeah. And there, that's a bad way to go. I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah. I'm gonna chalk that up for uh, not a way I want to die. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna worry about that around here, Todd. You never know. People love to remind me how the the earthquake that's gonna crack the planet is gonna happen right here in Missouri. Oh, that fault that runs right through. Oh, yeah. yeah. The New yeah. Madrid fault. Uh, my wife read a book. A hundred years it ago, it made it the... It was fictional, uh, but it was based on the New Madrid fault splitting and... Yeah, it, was it a, made the Mississippi the run backwards for a while. And, yeah, she read that, and I was like... She's like, oh, and I'm like, it was a book. <laughs> it's just, I know there's an actual fault line, but I think we're okay. Yeah, it's like watching that movie 2012. I love uh, that movie though. What the day after tomorrow? I didn't enjoy that one as much. Oh, I like I'm not huge though. into the disaster movies, but I enjoyed the day after. It was, I mean, it wasn't bad, it just yeah. wasn't as good as 2012. That's just all I'm saying. I love disaster movies, I like disaster movies and like giant monster movies. Like King Kong, Godzilla, I love those. Um, but yeah, disaster movies, I enjoy them. Not so much the like deep impact in Armageddon. Not the not the ships, you know. I don't know the ships. Just the 
ships falling out of the sky. I like the asteroid movies. I'm not a huge fan of those, but I like the, you know, global destruction from, you know, they're like, oh, if you only threw away that Pepsi can the other day instead of throwing it out on the ground, we wouldn't all be dead right now. You know, <laughs> stop global warming. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm. What are you doing? You just totally detached. You're like, I'm done. I'm done with this show today. Yeah, this is Joel signing bottom, out. There's a bottom link at the, t- at the news page. Ten Ew. people mistakenly injected with insulin instead of flu shot. What? How do you make that mistake? Would that really do anything to anyone? Would that actually do something? Um, I'm pretty sure it would. <laughs> it would. I, don't, I mean, I honestly uh, don't know. You I can really have don't. such thing as too much insulin in your body. Is that is that where is insulin one of those drugs where the um, the treatment dose and the lethal dose are really close? Is that one of those drugs? Uh, There's quite a few of those out there, but. I don't know if insulin's one of them. Of course, we've all we've talked apparently, about it. I'm not a doctor. Apparently, one of the people uh, went unresponsive uh, because of the insulin. Mm. Uh, okay. Eight residents and two employees were transported by ambulance to the hospital. So it looks like uh, it, it caused. Caused a few help. King, King, real mucks up going on over there. Yeah. But anyway, I wasn't planning on. Oh, was it like a nursing home or something? I was going to say that would be easy enough. No, it was, uh, oh, yeah. 10 people in Oklahoma were hospitalized. Okay. Yeah. After apparently getting insulin injections instead of flu shots. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At at the Uh Jacqueline House, a facility with disabilities. Yeah, I'd say it's like a assisted living home or something like that. You know, in places like that, unfortunately, those nurses don't get paid a lot, and a lot of them are overworked. A lot of these places are overhoused and understaffed, and yeah. it's literally the sweatshops of the medical community. Yeah, um, it, it's ridiculous. You know, you know, there's so many stories out there of, and we've covered them. You know, the uh, geriatric uh, fight club. They're in North Carolina. We talked about that, you know, but it's not that, you know, there's, yeah, there's, there's bad workers everywhere. Yeah. And every, yeah. In every industry, you know, there, you're going to have, and you're going to find some places that are really good too. Um, Of course, people don't want to talk about those. They want to hear about the bad stuff that happens. And of course that's not news. So we don't talk about it either. Um, no, just I've seen amazing doctors and I've seen absolutely worse doctors. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think the point I'm more or less trying to make is that these accidents tend to happen not out of straight negligence, but overworking your understaffed facility. You know, the, understaffed, the, underpaid. Yeah, underpaid 100%. But, you know, as we've learned, pay doesn't make better employees. Uh, there's no. thousands of examples of that all over the internet every day you know money doesn't make good employees good employers make good employees um and those are few and far between but um you know these people are these people make mistakes because they're under trained for one when you understaff you cannot correctly train new employees um two they're fatigued they can't, you know, they they work too much because they don't have the staff. And I'm not saying that that's that. I'm just saying that a lot, that's how these places work. They just, they're just churning out beds. They just want to make sure the beds are filled. Everything else is secondary and everything else is their own employees. I feel very strongly about these sorts of places. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. They need to treat them better for all oh, the absolutely. money they suck out of Medicare they, you know, and not to mention the places that, you know, charge, you know, the families that are putting people. Yeah. The majority of the people who end up going into a home like these end up losing everything, their homes, you know, there's when they die, 
everything that they've owned has already been sold to pay for their care in the last five, six years that they're alive, if they're lucky to live five or six more years. Um, I hope it's enjoyable. You know, anyway. Yeah, we should have started with that. I could have ranted about it for a while. But uh, we're an hour in, so I'm, I'm going to call it quits today. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Why is it so cold? Anyway, um, I've sat still as long as I possibly could. Um, you want to you wanna tell people where to find us other than here? Other than here, we do have a Facebook page. And it's under the name of the Verbal Nonsense Podcast. Yeah, it's there. Link will be in the description. We uh, we post our videos from here too. There. Yeah. And sometimes other things. Sometimes uh, on Twitter. <laughs> no, so, yeah, sometimes we post other things to Facebook. I don't really Twitter as much as I should. I read yeah, Twitter I, more than I write Twitter. I think I've actually been on on Twitter like five times in my whole life. That's it. Okay. But I'm. I'm going to try to change that. I'm going to say even on my slow periods where I feel like I, I'm like, I haven't been on Twitter at all for like the last three months. I think that's because I've only checked it twice a day. Oh my goodness. That coffee's really right. getting to me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> We've been trying to be a little more active on where you can find us and how we can interact. And, um, I don't know. I'm on Instagram too. Instagram's fun. I normally post uh, what we do during our pre-recording phase. Basically the rubber eyes and yawn phase. But um, yeah, that's about it. That's that's all I got. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, this is, of course, the Verbal Nonsense Podcast. And Thanks hope, for watching. Oh, 100%.